Hello, friend, and welcome to Joyfully Resilient Podcast. I'm Devela, your host, and I'm also a wife, fur mama, asthmatic health, faith, and fitness coach, entrepreneur, and chaser of Jesus and the abundant life that he has for me now after years of trauma and grief. Here, I believe that everyone struggles or will face a battle at some point during their life, some more than others, but the goal is to make it through the pain and the grief to find joy and resilience waiting for us on the other side. Whether you are here because you are currently struggling, have struggled, or know someone struggling, grab your cup of coffee or hype juice and come be encouraged that you are indeed not alone. Hello and welcome back. If you've been following since the beginning, you will know that I had a good seven-month break from podcasting. Over this break, I truly prayed daily about when it was right for me to come back, and God kept reassuring me that it just wasn't yet. Talking about my miscarriages and trauma has made it fresh for me, and honestly, after my last podcast, we went on our weekend getaway for Mother's Day And I realized I was just still very much so battling grief. However, our hike for that trip was phenomenal. Um, I continued to see rainbows throughout the entire hike. I just felt God's presence in a way that I hadn't felt it before. And I just knew that he has us where he needs us right now. It took some time for me to heal. And I truly believe that 2020 was a true year of healing for me. Um, am I a hundred percent healed and absolutely no way possible? Um, anyone who battles grief knows that that's not a thing, but I can say with confidence that I know his vision for our life. I see it so clearly and I'm excited to continue to prepare for it and chase his will above all in his plan. So with that being said, I will continue to say whatever God places on my heart in this space because of you. Because of you, it is a safe space. I've appreciated all of the love and support, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know who you are, truly. But after this first episode back, my prayer is that you will continue to come back here for a pump up. I pray that this podcast is truly your pump up song in the morning or in the evening if you choose to listen to it in the evening. But It's the podcast that will charge you and challenge you more of a mindset or a personal and spiritual development podcast. So for my first episode back, I have been asked if Caleb will share his side of the story. Um, Caleb is incredible, of course, and he has been so supportive of everything that I've done, especially podcasting. He has been so sad that I've taken the time off, um, but he has pushed me day in and day out to get back to it. And he said that he wanted to be on my first one back. And then I had someone ask me if Caleb would be willing to share his side of the story of our infertility journey. Um, And so I thought, what better way to incorporate my first podcast back of 2023, um, Caleb's support and hearing from him and hearing his heart, his story, um, his side, maybe how he felt through our miscarriages, maybe what he learned, um, and how he has grown through it. So welcome Caleb, and I will give you the floor. Hi friends. Um, where do I even start? I guess our, it's our first year of marriage. We decided that we would want to expand our family. 
we decided that we wanted to try. So we tried for a baby, finally got pregnant, and I was excited and nervous at the same time because Vela is having cramps. And I instantly, you know, freaked out and was like, well, we're going to the doctor now. Get off work. Can we go to the doctor? I think it was that one that they did the ultrasound and said that there wasn't a baby in there anymore. And then we're like, all right, well, they wanted us to come back. So we went back and they're like, oh, no, there's still like a heartbeat. We're like, oh, all right, cool. And a couple more weeks goes by and then she ends up miscarrying and it devastated her more than it did me because I'm more of the like easy going, don't really care, you know, what happens happens. It is what it is, is my favorite saying and Bella loves that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah, it hurt me and it hurt me to watch her go through it because I couldn't do anything about it. But it was just one of those things you can't control and you just essentially go with it. Um, you know, so we thought, well, it's a freak deal, you know. And then you get all the people that come out and are like, well, we have three kids, but we've miscarried, you know, here. We miscarried before we had any or we miscarried in between all these. So, you know, it's more common than you think. And we're like, okay. So some time goes by and then we try again. And then she ends up miscarrying again. This time I woke up to her in the bathtub in pain, crying. Um, so I ended up having to call her dad and her, her mom and dad over. And then, you know, same thing. I mean, I, it stinks because you can't control anything. And, you know, I'm not the one that has to go through the feeling of loss, essentially, because I had, at this point, I had no connection like the mother does to the child before it's born. Um, so we're like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's number two. And some time goes on and then we end up, we're like, you know what, let's go to the doctor. So we end up going to the doctor about it and they test all this stuff. And at this point I was worried that maybe our chromosomes or whatever didn't match, um, that it was partially my fault. And I was like, well, if it's my fault, I'm going to feel terrible because I've put her through something that, you know, I can't control. Um, so we do all this testing and come to find out like everything was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong as a doctor would say. So we're like, and they're excited when they tell you, they're like, Oh, nothing's wrong. And you aren't, you're like, Oh, well, okay. Then why does this happen? Like, what's the problem? And so you just kind of dumbfounded that the doctor's happy. Um, so that just raises more questions. So, we keep going back to the doctors, you know, they'd say nothing's wrong. And then finally they tell us that, well, we're going to have to send you to a, a specialist and they'll do all this stuff. And I ended up just telling Vela that, you know, it's not my body. They're going to poke and prod and 
test on. So I don't, you know, I don't care what you, whatever your decision is, like I'll support it a hundred percent. doesn't matter to me. And she, you know, so we took some time for just us and we went to another doctor and they ended up finding out that, uh, what the problem was. And what they thought it was. What they thought it was? Was my progesterone? No, the doctor that we, that Lindsay sent us to. Well, I know, but in between that, we went to the one that was like, oh, it's just because your progesterone's low. So we'll put you on progesterone. And then I, and I still lost, even on progesterone. Yeah. So then we went to another doctor. And then that doctor found out what was actually wrong. And then he said that, you know, you're still young, so there's a lot of time that you can still have a kid if you want. And here's some stuff that'll fix it. You know, all this medication. We walked out looking like a pharmacy. So at that point, we had already had seven miscarriages. So I didn't really care if we tried again because I didn't want it to end up, you know, hurting her more than it already had because like I said before there it stunk for me like and it made me feel bad for it and feel bad for her where I couldn't control anything that was going on with her but I didn't like I said it is what it is you can't do anything about it and then in 2022 the youth pastor actually decided that he was going to step up into associate pastor and he had been telling me for quite a while now i'm going to leave here pretty soon and you're are you going to step up and i was like i don't know probably not and he laughed well then finally he asked me he said all right um was right before 2022 started he asked me um are you ready and i said yeah i guess because I wasn't ready, but I knew that God was ready for me to step up. So I said, yeah. And then we started our journey as Cross Point Church youth pastors. As the year went on, I had realized more that we were more blessed than we knew. Even though we couldn't have kids of our own, we could have kids that we could love and support and just be there for. We continued to, you know, do that for the kids. And now looking back at everything, you can see where God had a purpose. Like had we had a kid, it would be much, much, much harder for us to do all the things that we do with and for the youth. We couldn't go out and you know take a week and go to camps without worrying about what we were gonna do with a, a child or go out on a Saturday night and take them to Mountain Grove at Fun City and start at 10 o'clock at night and go to midnight. Um, you know, you can't, it's harder to do that stuff because you have to plan around, well, who are we gonna have watch the baby? Or, you know, who are we going to have watch and who are we going to have sit at the house with them or her? And it's just amazing to see how God showed us his 
plans for us whenever we didn't even know what his plan was, whenever we thought that his plan for us would be, you know, the typical get married, have a baby, raise a family, go to church, go home and, you know, grow old and die type deal. And, but it was more than that. It was to help the youth and grow the community as you grow the youth because they grow up and become part of the community. And then, you know, when some leave and go out in the world and to have the foundation of Christ in them as they go out in the world, they can actually share it while they're out there and spread the word and not saying that they wouldn't have got it before, but no, it's just cool to know that that was God's purpose on our life. Thank you for sharing, Caleb. I will always uh, appreciate your side of the story. I know that, um, like going through it, obviously together, um, hasn't always been the easiest uh, because both of us uh, handle grief and loss so differently. Um, you know, I'm I'm a feeler. Like I just have to I have to cry it out. I have to worship it out, and I I I almost could say that I just have to get alone with God and I just truly have to like listen to worship music 24 seven. And I just have to process in my own way. And, and Caleb can very much so just, you know, give it to God and go on with his day. And sometimes that was really hard for me. Um, but I appreciated it because, um, in every season that we've gone through trials not even just grief, but like trials, um, there's, always been a common denominator and it's that one of us is strong for the other and I have always appreciated that um, Caleb has always been like my peace and my home on earth and so I appreciate that um, I will definitely agree that um, you know like whenever Caleb says that like we don't really know that we could well we i know we wouldn't have accepted a pastoral position if we would have had children simply because i just know our our nature especially learning um from getting the puppies um getting the dogs now that when we love we love hard and when we care for we care for deeply and so we've often like refer to the dogs as our children and you know, obviously we can leave them at home <laughs> and not have to worry about like childcare for the most part, um, if we're not gone very long and we can, you know, still enjoy life. But sometimes it, that it's even, even that is hard for us, um, because we love them so much. And, and so children would just be a different story for us. And so in this season, we have, we have stepped into youth pastoring and, it has given us a whole new outlook on life, and I'm so beyond grateful for it. Those students are, they just mean so much to us. And every single Wednesday, I get to cook for them. We get to have dinner together. We get to play games, and then we we have service. And, I mean, we spend hours with them on Wednesday nights, and it fills our cups to no end. Um and I, I often think of the verse where it says in Genesis to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth. And 
that doesn't mean that we have to reproduce. <laughs> that doesn't say like physically reproduce. It means to be fruitful and multiply God's kingdom. And and for us right now, our purpose in, in this season is to truly to be fruitful, to produce, to be, you know, the vines for for Jesus, to be his hands and feet and to to step out in whatever he has for us, wherever he has it us to be. And right now that is with teenagers that we sometimes can't understand their lingo or their text messages, but we love them so much and we love every ounce of time that we get with them because truthfully, like we're big kids ourselves. And so I just know that, you know, maybe you are the one that's struggling with keeping up with the Joneses, as some would say, or like following the world's quota of like Caleb said, like get married, buy a house, you know, or like graduate um, college, you know, get married, buy a house, like all of these like white picket fence lifestyles. If the world was filled with that, I mean, that would be pretty boring. <laughs> so, um, you know, God, God might be calling you to something different and that's okay. Um, I know we fought it for so long. We just felt like this wasn't it. This wasn't it. Like we knew that this was like the white picket fence was for us. We knew it. And so we kept fighting and kept fighting and kept fighting until like God truly had to literally smack us across <laughs> the face and just say like, no, this is where I have you. I have you here for a purpose and I have you here for for however long I want you here. And, you know, we can confidently say that we hope that we're youth pastors until we're 80 um, or until our bodies allow us. But overall, um, that doesn't mean that we don't want children. Um, that just means that we're okay right now. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the healing and the growth that we've made to be able to say that I already know a vision that, you know, God has placed on my heart. And I just know that in this season, he has us in preparation and I am excited for that. And in the meantime, I will be embracing the season that he has us in being for parents and chasing students around to ball games, uh, picking them up, taking them to Walmart at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> or, or having game nights till midnight like that's where we'll be. And, um, we'll be loving Jesus, loving people, loving students. And, um, we just want to encourage you today that wherever God has you embrace it, stop looking to the past, stop looking to where you thought you should be. And just, just ask God like, okay, this is where you have me. So what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? And, and, Honestly, it's okay to ask God to give you peace about it, to give you confidence that it's okay. Wrestling is hard, um, but it's so worth it. So wrestle with God and know that I'm always here for you. I'm so excited for what's to come. Um, I hope that this has encouraged you uh, as we kind of close out the infertility. And, um, you know, I might, I'll of course share as, like I said, as God lays on my heart. Um, however, uh, moving forward, this is going to be 
this is going to be a pump up. I hope that you come here for laughs. I hope, I hope you come here for encouragement and, um, my goofy self will be here, um, loving Jesus and loving you. So thank you for tuning in and I can't wait for next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this podcast hit you in the heartstrings or you know someone who can relate, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Share it with your friends, post it on social media, and tag me so I can personally thank you for tuning in and allowing me to get real and vulnerable with you. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode with me. Have the best day, friend.